I figured you must be having a good day if that was the <laughs> your first response to, hey, yeah, I'm late. I'll see you in a second. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a, I'm having a pretty good day. It's true. Good. Pretty good day. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a topic I almost don't need to prepare for at all. Mm-hmm. I have deep catalog on this one. Literally. Mm-hmm. That's true. Actually, it is literal. I, I am sitting a few feet away from a box that I happen to know has five Franklin Covey and one Daytimer catalog in them. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. Love it. So I assembled my um, paraphernalia um, in preparation. I was going to throw away slash pack some of this, but I left it out for the conversation. Well, I appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> yes. That's okay. Trash doesn't get taken for a while, so... It just would have sat outside in a plastic bin, as the Brits say. Mm -hmm. You are listening to Priority, a podcast about choices, limitations, and getting stuff done. Priority is hosted by Katie Leibman and her brother, Max Leibman. That's me. Today's episode is entitled Jedi Body. For complete show notes, including links to anything we discuss on the podcast today... Visit us online at priority.fm slash 17. So I am in the process of moving house, moving house and home. Um, and the last couple of weeks has been really interesting in this process. So because um, I teach and my summer commitments don't start for another few weeks, um, but I'm moving at the end of the month, I've had the very distinct privilege of getting to uh, go through the entire household in the process <laughs> of packing it up. Um, but it's been a really unique opportunity because it's been a while since I've gone through some of my belongings. So things like um, old cards and boxes of sentimental things that I have kept but not really sorted or managed in any particular way mm -hmm. um so it's stuck in david allen limbo uh, so i've been going through all this old material finding old pictures and old notes and cards and letters and also a stack of planners that i had used um so the ones i have and this seems about right two of them two of them i think were from barnes and noble um, academic year calendars or planners, I should say. Um, and one that I think was just from Walmart and I liked it because of the tabs, um, hmm. <laughs> from roughly July, 2010 to July, 2013. Um, but I, and this is sort of the, the writerly person I am. I did flip back through all of them page by page looking at, well, just looking just to see what I could see about myself a couple years removed based on um, what my planner looked like, what it captured, what I captured in it. Um, and I did end up pulling out some funny snippets, some little sound bites of my planner self. Um, but it was just interesting to go back through and think about um, not only who I was as a human in those moments, but also who I was as a person who thinks about her own work. And I think that's the the part that probably um, is interesting to you too, thinking about what did my system look like then compared to now? Yeah. So then I ended up, oh God, yeah, I ended up texting you about one of my notes. So um, I think it would have 
been, it was either in the fall 2011 or spring 2012. When I cut it out, I lost the month. So I'll have to go back through and look. Um, but on some Saturday, the 21st, I had four notes, like to-do notes, um, and two events written down by hand in blue pen on that day. Um, I was hanging out with you and your lovely wife. Apparently we went to Outback at 5 PM that day, (laughs) (laughs) which I just noticed. Um, I needed to order a book. No, I needed to order two textbooks. Um, I was thinking about ordering a third book and I know that because it has a question mark after it. The fourth item on this to-do list just says, look up Jedi body question. <laughs> look up Jedi body question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, um, um yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you shared this with me a few days ago and, and, um, oh, so many, so many interesting things here to talk about that actually would be of interest to our audience. Uh, but I, it just, it just now it occurred to me, I think I know what you were looking up. I think I do too, but I'll bet you can explain it better, so please do. <laughs> I will bet at some point in the preceding 24 hours, um, you got into a discussion with somebody or and or were thinking about Star Wars, and you were trying to figure out why sometimes Jedi's bodies disappear and sometimes yes! they stick around. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And it took me a second because when I read it, I had this vague image of, how oh, is it? Because Obi-Wan, we watch him disappear, don't we? Yes, we see Obi-Wan vanish. Yes. So when I read it, I had like a vague impressionistic image in my mind of that, but I couldn't articulate what I was thinking of, like what I was seeing. And then later, yeah, I -hmm. was like, oh, I bet that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. But I don't know why. Oh, my God. I don't (laughs) know why I I was thinking about that. Yeah, when you first shared that with me, I I had no idea what it was about. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it it occurred to me just now. It's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. (laughs) Right. If I I said body, I probably meant dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I also know three different (laughs) explanations for it, but I think that's beyond the scope of our podcast. What the body question? Yeah, for why uh, why they sometimes do and sometimes don't. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff here, and I think this is this is definitely a super um, super duper priority uh, topic. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about you know day planners and uh, organizing paraphernalia and uh, what Merlin Mann has called productivity porn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I think we'll get into all that. And actually a kind of productivity porn kind of question I want to lead with rather than getting into like, you know, the important stuff, like what this says about us as, as work or um, (laughs) how are these things useful or not useful to us? um, (laughs) The first question that came to mind during your intro monologue is, uh, so you mentioned the Walmart planner that you liked because of the tabs. Can you tell me more about that? I knew you were going to ask, and actually, <laughs> I was sort of thumbing the the edges of all of them as I was talking, just sort of using them as my little props uh, inspiration here. Sure. And I was like, he's probably going to ask me what <laughs> company it is, too. Like, oh, who's the manufacturer? Well, and that's that's the um, that's actually something I'm wondering about is depending on what style, like how it's bound, um, mm-hmm. if it's if it's you know perfect bound or spiral bound or or binder. It, particularly if it's binder, I'd want to know: is it is it uh, Franklin Covey Daytimer or Mead? Because if it's any of those three, I can probably picture exactly which one it is. Oh my God. What the tabs are. I really, I'm gonna have to suppress the urge to say nerd alert after you, <laughs> like throughout this entire discussion. But in a in a like 
OMG, that's so precious sort of way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Um, and before before uh, before we get too much further into this, we should probably remind anybody who's forgotten <laughs> or who hasn't heard the earlier episode, uh, this literally used to be my job. Correct. I, I have done planners for a living. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Yeah, no, and you've gotten to talk about um, your approach to that work too, mm -hmm. being a consultant to other people about not just selling these products, but... Uh, thinking about how these products support what we want to do and what we want to be. Right, right. Um, it's big thinking, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me about yeah. tell me about the one from Walmart that you like to quote because of the tabs. Um, unquote. I th <laughs> very good. I think it was Walmart. I'm looking at it now, and now I just mm, I'm not sure. Um, it is spiral bound, sort of like a notebook. It is notebook size. Mm -hmm. um, metal spirals. It's got a plastic here can you hear it um that's my nails on the plastic for the for the the listeners at home listen to the plastic mm -hmm. um plasticky covers on both sides papery pages and then tabs and some uh you know those goofy pages that they put well they probably put them in a lot of them where it's like a map of the world and important dates for the coming years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the reference pages yeah. um yeah that's that's uh i'm not a big fan of those i understand where they come from um mm -hmm. it's something that was started uh, i would bet those actually probably go all the way back to philofax like in in you know the 40s or 50s whenever philofax started mm -hmm. um but i, I think that's that's leftovers from a bygone, um, we don't have the internet in our pockets age. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so there's some laminated pages with stuff like that. Um, but otherwise, what? so I don't use a paper planner anymore. Um, going back through these makes me miss it a little bit, but not nearly enough to go back. <laughs> um, what I like, what I did like in a paper planner was... Um, between each month, there would be a two-page spread of the entire month. Mm -hmm. And then every other two-page spread between would be a single week. Mm -hmm. um, so in this one, it's got a tab per month. So down the side, it's got... Um, this one starts officially in August of 2012 mm. <laughs> and ends in June 2013. Academic year, yo. Yeah, no, all of them are. Mm -hmm. Which again is a reflection of me. I would, yeah, absolutely. You know, this would be my fall purchase, a back to school purchase for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the it looks like the maker, um, Blue Sky, the color of ima of imagination. Ah, yep, Blue LLC. Sky. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, you were so cute. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, they have they have a few different designs, um, including some like photographic tropically ones as well. It's just mm. just you know boring old just designs um yeah this one's yeah plain. they they make a lot of um I, I don't know if they would still be there or not but at the big the big box office supply stores have carried a lot of their stuff like they make you know big blotter calendars and and little pocket things and mm -hmm. you know all points in between that makes sense yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um not not a brand i've ever used anything from but I'm, i've seen their stuff around mm -hmm. um yeah yeah uh, another question that, that that prompts me to ask, you mentioned that you're not using paper planners anymore. What are you using right now to organize this kind of information? Um, I, uh, I would say everything gets captured one of two places. One is a document that, um, I've either called task list or tasks. 
the bookmark might be one and the title of the it's a Google Doc might be the mm. other. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other area is Google Calendar. Gotcha. So everything that would have gone into, because basically the planner was both for me. It was the calendar and the day to day to do. Right. You know, look up your Jedi body questions and <laughs> and schedule your dinners with your brother and sister in law. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, at, at Outback, mm-hmm. um, which is not somewhere you should eat very often if you want to have a Jedi body. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> that can be our it's new health and fitness program, Jedi Body. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> do you want to fade into the ether when you die? <laughs> Call now. Uh, Jedi abs. Um. <laughs> Uh, today yeah. on the program, we talk how planners can help you get on your way to yeah. Jedi abs. <laughs> yeah, I should, yeah I'll, I'll mention, too, kind of what I'm doing right now, um, in case anybody cares. I don't know that they would, but what the hell. Um, <laughs> so at the moment, I, don't, I, don't, I try not to talk too much about my job, but suffice it to say, I am in a uh, corporation whose employees um, number in the four-digit range, so, you know, a a fairly good-sized organization. It's mostly a Microsoft shop, so we have uh, Exchange Server and Microsoft Outlook at work, Mm -hmm. and uh, because uh, Outlook and Exchange sync very well with an iPhone, um, so I can get my notes, contacts, calendar, and tasks, you know, in in both places, um, Mm -hmm. I, I mostly these days am using Outlook for all that stuff. Um, on my work computer, and then I let it sync over to my iPhone. Uh, and then everything that is not explicitly work-related, I periodically um, do do sort of a data dump out of work in case I ever have to leave suddenly, if there mm-hmm. is a downsizing or, you know, I, I find another job and I'm on notice and all of a sudden my, you know, they wipe my phone. <laughs> I wanna <laughs> wanna make sure I've still got, you know, buy buy dog food or whatever else I've got in there that isn't right. that wouldn't that I wouldn't consider to be bank mm-hmm. property, even though I've put yeah. it into Outlook. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, obviously they could assert that they own the task that I put in Outlook that says buy dog food, but <laughs> I don't think they can buy the I don't think they could own the existential concept of needing to have dog food because I have dogs. What um, is so, dog food? So I don't think I'm breaking corporate policy by saving those right. <laughs> offline as well. Yeah. yeah. No, that is an interesting question, though, because if you were to try to separate your tasks in your calendar for work and home, you mm-hmm. know, because for you, I think there's a much clearer line between the two. Well, um, it, mm-hmm. there there is and there isn't. And that's an interesting, that's a whole nother line of thinking that's worth worth going into is a lot of people do try to separate that out. Um, that's one thing David Allen mentions frequently when he's talking about getting things done is working with people who have a highly organized, structured and productive professional life, Mm -hmm. but all of their systems are geared around their professional life. And, and, um, there's a, in one of his recordings of a, of a seminar that's uh, now out of print, but um, I've still got a copy. He he mentions that he's coached people who are making six-figure salaries but having their lights turned off um, because they're hmm. super productive and super plugged in at work, but uh, they're not keeping hmm. track of things at home. Gotcha. Um, and I, I, I think that's kind of a – that's an extreme example, but mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of thing does happen where people have one or the other super wired in and, you know, because they don't mix the two, they want to keep them separate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
No, yeah. and I'm not suggesting that you are any less efficient at one or the other. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that you ignore one. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I didn't take other. it. I didn't take it as personal. It's just it's an interesting <laughs> side discussion. Yeah, um, for and, sure. And things like um, like Outlook and Exchange and a setup like mine, you know, where it makes sense for work to have all of my work stuff on there. And yeah. it's nice to be able to sync it to the phone. And then I may as well put it all together because I can see my whole world at a glance. You know, I don't right. want to have I don't want to have two calendars. I don't want to be looking at my work calendar and wonder what's going on and have to pull out my phone and look at my home calendar as a right. separate thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get into issues like, like, for instance, I mean... I, I don't actually know um, with my current setup where I'm logged into the Exchange server from my iPhone. I don't think that the um, the IT department where I work could reach out and, and literally wipe out my entire phone. But <laughs> at any time, they could definitely shut off my access to the Exchange server and all that stuff goes away. Um, yeah. And it's so it's we're kind of in an interesting situation because I think more and more people are going to be doing things like what I do where their work system is also where they track a bunch of personal stuff. But you don't really own that. Right. Right. Um, um, so you're just thinking, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I should say, so you're thinking mostly logistically about how that can be snatched away from you, like that issue? Mm-hmm. I, I am. And it's, um, I, I, and I think it's an important issue to think about, not just with work, but also just, I mean, things in general. Like, mm-hmm. if Google discontinues Google Calendar... Or Google Docs. And I know that sounds crazy, but it probably sounded crazy 10 years ago that they would discontinue Google Reader. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Google tries all kinds of things that they are super excited about and put a lot of resources into, and then eventually they go away. True. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. and and other companies do too. Like this stuff, none of this stuff is permanent. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's there's always going to be an end to, to... I mean, ultimately, you know, <laughs> on a long enough time scale, there's an end to every server. Um, <laughs> but there, there are always going to be seemingly, you know, uh, impregnable services going away or changing in a way that, you know, it suddenly you can't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting as we start going more and more digital and trusting more of our stuff to these gadgets and these these services and these websites. Um, mm-hmm. We're giving up a lot of control over over where that ultimately will live and mm-hmm. what can be done with it and how long it will go on. You know, if I'm if I'm using a notebook to keep track of my to-do list, I will always be able to find a notebook. <laughs> I might not be able to find this exact notebook, but I can always find a notebook. Um, if I'm using, you know, online calendar X, I might always be able to find an online calendar, but I, I don't know that I'm always going to be able to find this one that works this way. Right. Or another one even that could take the same data, you know, without mm-hmm. me hand entering it all again. Right. So I don't know. I just thinking about, mm-hmm. about control as being something we lose some of. Mm-hmm. going to these more flexible digital tools. Yeah. So two-part question then. One, um, how would you say you have, your systems have evolved over time? Um, you know, we kind of touched on my, the, probably the biggest change for me was paper planners to all digital spaces and ways of capture. Um, so part one, how have your systems, do you think, changed over time? And two, how how do we know what's good for us and how does that help us not be sort of <laughs> thrown when those changes sure. happen? I guess there were three parts there, but sure. I think you can handle it. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, try to remember what your parts are because I'll probably forget as I go <laughs> <laughs> which ones I've answered and which I haven't. Ramble, ramble. Uh, ramble, ramble. Um, uh, as far as how mine's changed over time, I think the the biggest 
change overall. Because this is also something I, I change up a lot. I try not to fiddle with this stuff and screw around with it too much. Um, mm-hmm. But even this year, I've tried a couple of, of different things. You know, um, for I've had the job I've got now for 16 months now. And almost all of that time, I have been using the system I just described. Mm-hmm. Which is everything goes into Outlook and then syncs over to my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have also, I played around earlier this year with uh, Franklin Covey's new book, The Five Choices. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a they have a corresponding you know paper day planner that they sell. Yeah, I tried that out for a few weeks. Um, I also did briefly toy with going back to um, a, a very small, like pocket-sized binder-based um, mm-hmm. so notebook planner earlier this year. Um, just because I, you know, my system was in need of a refresh in general, um, you know. But for the most part, I'd say probably thirteen, fourteen of the last sixteen months, I've been on the same system. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that's changed. Is I used to screw around with the stuff and change it up all the time, and I'm I'm a little <laughs> bit more stable now. Um, uh, one big conceptual change, though, that I've made overall is. Uh, as I said before, I used to be a Franklin Covey productivity consultant and, um, there's, there's sort of classical classic style day planner, uh, much like the ones by Daytimer really in addition to planning, you know, um, sort of forecasting your future and, and making plans <laughs> and taking down appointments and tasks into the future. They also are very focused on sort of archival data. Um, you know, Franklin Covey, uh, their, their main, you know, design has a full page each day for notes and a whole system around how you should save those pages and index them and be able to refer back to things that happen, you know, days, weeks, months, years later, Mm -hmm. uh, almost as though it's a journal. Mm -hmm. Um, Daytimer also incorporates notes. And in fact, most Daytimer designers designs are also built around the idea that not only are you taking notes, but you're also doing things like tracking billable hours. Uh, hmm. The original daytimer, as I understand it, was designed by an attorney for that exact purpose. Wow! Um, so they're they're kind of meant to be kept around as these sort of archival, you know, diaries. And mm-hmm. I used to be very much in that mindset where it wasn't just I wasn't just writing this. You know, my to do list today is not for today, and the notes I take today are not just for the next couple of weeks when I might need to refer back to you know such and such mm-hmm. a phone call when I call that person again to follow right. up. Um, I was also thinking about it as like, this is, this is a diary. This is an archive of my work. Mm-hmm. And anymore, I'm much more, um, much more in, I guess, a, a David Allen kind of mindset where like things that are done don't need to be tracked. They're done. Hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I don't tend to try to keep a lot of that stuff around after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that's evolved. Mm-hmm. No, it's super interesting. I'm thinking about how, um, those things are valuable to me, but I also have different ways of doing it. But I didn't didn't even think of bringing it up in the context of this conversation. But I do journal, and mm-hmm. those are and those are always oh for sure. Um, well, not exclusively, but yeah, um, that is paper products. Yeah. That's another yeah. <laughs> that's and, another box I just packed. Yeah, and and interestingly mm-hmm. enough, I mean David Allen, and I I think I almost verbatim quoted him just now with the things that are done don't need to be tracked; they're done. I think that's mm-hmm. in the original edition of Getting Things Done. Um, in making it all work though, he, he talks about how he too journals and, and like you, I mean, I think he, he mentions he's got, he's got two, he does sort of a, a mind dump in a word document. Um, <laughs> but he also has a, a, keeps a paper one that he, he writes in for more reflective, higher elevation kind of thinking. 
Um, yeah. So he's not, you know, the, the getting things done approach is not anti-journaling. It's just that your system for organizing to-dos and calendar is not mm. also meant to be a journal. Right. No, it's interesting. And I guess it just depends on what works for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, all I this think, is very personal. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, so that, okay, I think I think you've accomplished part one. <laughs> so uh, what, was, what was part two again? <laughs> Um, how, okay, so I think it was sort of sneaky two parts, but it was something like, so even though both of us have evolved through various systems, what types of, I guess this is more specific than how I said it before, what types of habits of mind or ways of thinking about this stuff helps, uh, keep us, uh, sort of safe from, the parts of our technology that are outside of our control. <laughs> uh, I I think I would say, I, I, I mean, going back to my part one is part of it. Um, <laughs> if you need to have a permanent record of what you have done and when, um, if you're using, uh, and actually I'm, I am not going to find this. So apologies in advance, but <laughs> there is an episode of Roderick on the line where John Roderick talks about using, uh, the calendar in iOS and he's 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 gone back and done this for time before he had an iPhone, but he, he does it going forward as well. He makes like little little entries on days describing like important events in his life and uses mm. that as sort of like a running journal. Um, now, if you're doing something like that or, or you are counting on having this data forever, um, then then you do need to be thinking about that. And I would say just make sure you're using something that you can periodically get your data out of. Mm-hmm. in a format that you know you can put in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you can let go of that, like if all you care about is what you've got going forward, you've got a much smaller universe of things to deal with. Sure. You can still have a lot of stuff. Um, you know, you might, if you're doing getting things done, for instance, David Allen always says, you know, people people tend to have like 30 to 100 projects in their lives and, and 50 to 150 next actions if they've really mm-hmm. tracked everything going on in their lives. Um, that's still a lot of stuff if that service goes away overnight. Uh, but on the other hand, that's a lot easier to get your arms around than the last 10 years of my work life, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as something to, to keep out of it. So I would say, I would say step one, as long as you're not treating it as a journal, you're going to have forever. It doesn't matter nearly as much. You can usually (laughs) rebuild whatever you lose if that service goes away. And Mm -hmm. it's probably like your appointments that you've got going forward from this minute now into the future, even if you're super busy and plan things out super far in advance, um, that's not so much you couldn't reenter it into another system in an afternoon if you had to, Mm -hmm. you know, if Google announces Google, Google Calendar is going away, Mm -hmm. um, you could, you could find the time to move, move what you've got planned forward, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I was reminded, though, of the original version of your question, and, and I think that might be worth talking about. How do you know, like, what kind of system is going to be good for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Well, okay. So first, I have a more oh, logistical sure. yeah, question, no. I guess. Ask, ask. Um, so as a Google Calendar user, what what ways do you know of to sort of back up that information. Like if I was a, like if that was the only place where I could possibly remember everyone's birthdays, let's say there's no Facebook and I've lost all their numbers too. Oh, please. Can we, can we please say there's no Facebook? Oh my gosh. That would be so nice. (laughs) Okay. In this, uh, in this future, in this scenario, yes, there's no Facebook, 
which is where I would probably go check first if I didn't want to ask someone to remind me of when their birthday was. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Let's say I do not have access to that, and I've also somehow lost everyone's telephone numbers. So sure. I have no way of asking anyone when birthdays are, and the only place it lived was Google Calendar. Um, how do I... Is there a quick, more automatic way of getting data like that out of my mm-hmm. Google Calendar? Um, well, I have three answers for that. Um, one is, uh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the second is I am not the person to ask because I don't actually use Google calendar. Um, (laughs) and, and have not for a long time. And actually, um, I tend to get super annoyed at people who just like, uh, decide the way they're going to manage meeting invitations is they're going to send Google calendar invites to people. Mm. Um, that drives me kind of crazy. I don't know if that's still a thing, but like I, I for mm. a long time uh, had associated with my Gmail account a Google Calendar that had like uh, two meetings a month in it and nothing else because somebody kept sending, you know, every time we'd have a mm. meeting, they were sending Google Calendar invites to it. Sure. And it's like, it no, makes, that's yeah. not, like, that's not, I don't know, stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, I, I'm not a user <laughs> of that product, so um, I, I am not the right person to ask. And thirdly, I'm definitely not the right person to ask because the way I tend to track things like that where I do care a lot about what it is and I need it for archival purposes, I am super manual about that stuff um, mm. for reasons that are probably unhealthy and I'm not sure I could explain anyways. Um <laughs> Uh, in my contacts on uh, the contacts app on my iPhone, I have uh, basically for every person that's in there, uh, I have filled in every piece of uh, like, you know how there's all those extra fields that mm-hmm. nobody uses, like you can put in birthdays, anniversaries, relationships. There's even more fields you can get than what, what the default ones are. Like I keep a little dossier on everybody. <laughs> um, I fill in every bit of that that I can find. And I don't sync it over from Facebook. I fill it in. Max um, uses the fields. Max uses the fields, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me kind of a crazy person and the wrong person to ask about how to get stuff out of Google Calendar. I don't know about calendar. that, though, because I'm asking you, how do I back up my calendar? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. These are just different versions of the same sure. sort of uh, compulsion, and I'm not using that sure, word in a sure. bad way. I mean, um, I mean, for me, like what I do with, with Outlook, and, and I'll say I also don't care nearly as much about the appointments that are in the calendar on Outlook, so I, I don't do anything to get them very often. Because mm-hmm. um, generally, the stuff that goes, the stuff I've gotten there doesn't go super far out. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it is work related. And like, I can remember. You know, if suddenly that goes away, I remember that Courtney has got knitting group the next four Mondays in a row. <laughs> uh, and they, right. yeah, the Greg and Hannah's um, uh, uh, wedding reception is in June. Right. You know, and I've got it right. stuck to the refrigerator if I if I lose it. You know, there. Oh, but Max, technology is destroying the human brain. And how can you? No, you don't actually remember those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Well, and I will say, like, I I don't buy the technology is destroying our brains thing. But I will say, like, I don't think my brain is the place for that information. I'm just saying I happen to have relatively few calendar things. Now, for my tasks in Outlook, like, all I do is I drag them into a folder and zip them up and send them to myself. And I know Hmm. any other computer that can read Outlook messages, I'm going to be able to see those on. Mm -hmm. Um, So those, those, it's pretty easy to... To back up mm-hmm. but i mean as far and as how general, often do you do that oh that like grabbing all the tasks as a backup and sending to myself um i have it on 
Um, so in getting things done, David Allen encourages everyone to do, do a weekly review, like once a week, just go through a checklist and look at everything, Mm -hmm. um, and make sure everything's okay and up to date on all of your lists and your calendar and all that stuff. So, um, every four of those, I have an added item that's got like a couple of like monthly maintenance things. And that's when I do that. Mm -hmm. So roughly monthly, I occasionally Mm -hmm. miss one, but you know, roughly monthly, I gather all the tasks, dump them in a folder, zip it up, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I've got my own copy. That's not part of the the corporate email system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll mention too, in case anybody's listening from IT, I'm not doing that with work-related tasks. <laughs> <laughs> there are, isn't any customer names or, uh, in, you know, other employees' projects or anything in these. These are, you know, buy dog food, um, fix light bulb, you know, things like that. Grace, Grace, <laughs> remind me to buy the dog food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think the big thing though is is with that that question of ownership and backing it up. I mean, I think the the sort of the more important pattern would be just to know whatever system you're using, um paper or digital, what do you risk by putting stuff in there? Hmm. Um in so I, I mentioned earlier the Franklin Covey book, The Five Choices. Um, when that program debuted a couple years ago as a as a seminar, and they didn't have a book yet, um, they might still say this in the book, but it's definitely more emphasized in the original version in the seminar. Um, they talk about paper planners and um, paper organizers versus these digital tools, and the the sort of you know paradigm advantage of each one. With with an organizer, a physical organizer, the advantage is you can have everything that's going on in your life in one place. Right. Um, so you never have to wonder, okay, my, my you know, tasks are on this notepad, but my calendar is in Google Calendar, and that's synced to my phone, but I can't sync the notepad to my phone, so I need to have both of those, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything's in one place, and you know where that one place is. Um, the advantage of something digital is that you can have everything in every place. That you can sync it all every mm-hmm. which way, you know, and have it right. everywhere. Um, I I would say the disadvantages there, though, you know, are, are sort of the, the inverses of those. With an organizer, what you're risking is if something happens to that, you know, house burns down or, you know, it's sitting in your office in the basement, the basement gets flooded, um, it gets, it's in your bag and your bag is stolen, um, everything is gone. Right. You know, whereas with the digital, if your iPhone goes in the toilet, it's all still there because it's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it should theoretically be safe. But of course, then you don't have control over the cloud. Um, this is something, you know, technology people worry about with our move to the cloud is we don't have control over all that. Um, like there's there's some angst in the the sort of apple tech nerd community right now about the new photos app that just came out from mac and and Mm -hmm. um, icloud photos because apple is basically asking everybody to upload all of their photos to icloud and you know there are serious questions like what happens if i am the unlucky one in five hundred thousand customers who you know it just it just randomly deletes half of my photos Mm, I don't mm-hmm. have any control over those machines. What's my recourse? You know, right. um, what happens if what happens if something goes wrong on on one of the machines that synced to it, and that machine thinks that I've deleted a bunch of photos, and that right. gets synced up to the cloud? You know. Mm-hmm. No, I think about this stuff with um, things like my academic work too. Um, I've got binders and binders of 
things from old courses. So notes that I've taken on notebook paper, readings that have my marginalia all over them, um, Mm -hmm. things like that, you know, and they're, and not to say that I, um, review those with the greatest efficiency either. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they will be more useful coming up when I'm, um, now that I'm deeper into my, um, doctoral work, but like that stuff still has value for me and I want to keep it around. But you know, if the house goes up in flames, like that's it. Right. Maybe I have, I still have the papers that I wrote, but I don't have those raw in the moment during discussion notes anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a, yeah, that's a whole nother can Mm -hmm. of worms. Like what do you (laughs) hang on to? Mm -hmm. Um, and how much of that stuff that we do hang on, you know, that, that sounds super valuable. And I know a lot of people listening will probably feel like they know exactly what you mean and they would never get rid of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, like at a certain point in your life, even if this is your, your professional life, um, every one of those, there's going to be a last time you ever reference it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's part of this whole discussion is, is how long do you really need anything and how long are you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not just need to, mm-hmm. but we also have to worry about like, how long are you comfortable, right. <laughs> you know, holding on to it, yeah. like way past the point where you will ever look at it again, you might still want to have it around cause you might look at it. Right. Um, no, that's exactly the, the process I've been going through with this move is I'm having to reevaluate that. Um, with some of this stuff, you know, like I said, I went, I did go through page by page, all three of Mm -hmm. these planners, but I was just going to keep them through this conversation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe, I don't know. Cause like, it is interesting to me and because I, I journal and I write nonfiction, um, like this is research, like this is, Mm -hmm. You oh, know, totally. And there's this there's, is part of me that I'm never going to be able to remember by myself. Right. There's you know? there's been more than once that I have um I've I've kind of wondered about. I've I've thrown a lot of this stuff away. Um, mm-hmm. I about every time I've done a big purge and organize, or every time we've moved, I've tossed a bunch of of organizing and planning paraphernalia, um, right. including old planners, some of which I flipped through, some of which I've just tossed. Um, and sometimes I kind of regret that, but usually I don't. But the, the one mm-hmm. time every now and then that I think, ah, you know, I really should have is I get to thinking about like, wouldn't it be interesting to still have all that stuff and just sort of do retrospective, you know, N equals one study and go back through and look at all these yeah. and then compare to what I was actually getting done in life and just see, mm-hmm. you know, what really did work and what didn't. Right. Oh my God. We are so related. no but that's the thing is like this is if I ever really wanted to do a meta-analysis you know think about myself Mm -hmm. um this is the material like my own memories as everyone's are are so skewed but when I look back and I see literally what did I write down right as important enough to be in this planner Mm -hmm. totally so interesting yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know, I have, um, I have a general sense of how well I did with various things and how much they helped. But, and I mean, even, even if I still had all that stuff, like I couldn't, I couldn't really look at it all and say, okay, this helped, that did not, because so many confounds exist. You know, you are yeah. never, you are never the same person on two different days, um, let alone two different years. And what you were using to organize your life, 
um, probably is not going to be the biggest determinant of whether or not you succeeded or failed at the things you set out mm-hmm. to do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, and that's something that, uh, you know, even even Franklin Covey, you know, venerable daytimer, or excuse me, daytimer, um, <laughs> my former bosses at Franklin Covey would be so mad that it said they were <laughs> daytimer makers. Uh, daytimer is a brand, people. It's not a thing. It's like Kleenex and tissue. Um, <laughs> or if you're from the oh, South, man. Coke and soda pop. Um, Coke and Coke and Coke and Coke. Yeah. Do you want an orange Coke or a Coke Coke? Um, God, Southerners. Oh, my God. <laughs> so angry. Um, anyhow. Uh, you know, even Franklin Covey, venerable day planner maker from the 80s, 90s, and, and aughts, uh, you know, in in more recent times, uh, even before their, their current approach, which really is designed around the idea that most people will be using digital tools, mm. they were saying, um, I might even be able to find a, a webinar I can link to where, where one of the consultants said this, like the Franklin Covey approach is not a day planner. It's not a ring binder. Mm. It's a way of dealing with your work. Um, and you know, I, I would bet for all these things, the most important thing is not going to be like which tool you use or where you put your stuff, but how you approach your work, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that you (laughs) have this sort of Buddhist non-attachment to it because, you know, if it's in a notebook, that notebook can go up in flames. And if it's, if it's (laughs) on the web, uh, there could be a server replication error that wipes all your data out. Or the company mm-hmm. could be bought by somebody else and shut down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a great point. That, And that's sort of, I think, what I was, my one of my 800 questions earlier was sort of leading um, in that. I think that's what I was thinking of was so much of this is about how you think about yourself and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and not about, you know, like you said, what Merlin calls productivity porn. It For is sure. not about, it is not about the fancy binder. Right. Although the fancy binder can be really nice and can support your work. Oh, absolutely. For sure. um, and, you know, finding rituals with these products can actually support your work. Um, right. Right. And I, I but think, yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's, a, that's an, that's a really interesting and good word there. Rituals. Um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of what can make these tools useful is the ritual. Like if you enjoy sitting down with your nice leather bound planner with its pretty, you know, colorful pages each morning and scripting your day, that's going to make you more likely to think a little bit about how you're going to spend your day every morning. Mm -hmm. And that's good, you know, but at the same time that that's not like it, you know, it's, it's not a ritual in the magical sense. You're not making an incantation that's going to make your day go right. Your (laughs) boss could still walk in and fire you that morning. And then the 12 things you wrote down to do at work are no longer valid. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. David Allen often says like, you know, most people can't keep a daily to-do list because one input from their boss could, could ruin the whole thing. And I I don't think that's quite what he means, but that's Mm. definitely a possibility. So don't make lists. (laughs) (laughs) That's not exactly why he's saying it, but. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true though. Like I was thinking too about um, at the end of the year, we had a, um, a faculty workshop where we're talking about, um, advising first-year students as many of us do and will um you know in the fall we'll have a new class coming in um and we had this year we're thinking of trying out this new 
system to support um, the first-year seminar and first-year advising. Um, one of the features of this thing, and I won't get into it too far, um, but one of the features is it will sort of spit out some suggested strategies that may be helpful to the student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far from what I've seen, and I have not fully gotten into it, so I, I'm, I'm not – this isn't a, my final ruling, but some of the things seem – both painfully obvious and sort of out of context that I'm not sure how useful it'll be. Can you give um, me an example? Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's things like, um, this, this phenomenon seems to be happening in this student's life. Um, you should talk to them about making a list. <laughs> you should talk to them about using a calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just so, remember sitting in that thing and I, I leaned over to another faculty member and I said, well, one, I would probably already think of that on my own if that seemed like a good solution to the student, mm-hmm. you know, like make a list, use a calendar. So are you are you saying it's it's super obvious to you as a uh, provider of service and counsel or that it would already be obvious to the student? Uh, maybe both. I mean, if a, if a student or any human, like we can speak generally, like is wildly disorganized and keeps forgetting appointments and thing responsibilities. Um, a great place to start is capture, right? Mm-hmm. This is oh, step one. Sure. So this system, my critique is it's spouting things that hopefully are obvious to people like faculty members. Um, like if it seemed to me like a good place to start would be, okay, let's think of all your commitments this week and figure out why you can't find time to do stuff. Like mm-hmm. let's just list it all out. Sure. Um, like capture seems to be a very obvious first mm-hmm. step. Yeah. But the second part, the context part is if a student doesn't know how to make a list useful to them, making a list is sort of useless, you know. It's an <laughs> exercise that goes nowhere if you make the list and then bury it on your desk. Mm-hmm. And then still get swamped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. There are habits of mind that are required to making these things support your work, mm-hmm. not just make you feel better about it. Sure. Um. I. I yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I. I definitely can see. Um, <laughs> and to the, to why I asked that question, like I can see why this would seem like super obvious to, to you know, like why do you need to know that if a <laughs> student is disorganized, you should tell them to make a list. Um, but like from the other side, like like giving that advice to the student uh, and whether or not that's a that's you know relevant or whatever. I'm just thinking about college students in general um, and uh, not to not again. I know, not not you guys who are listening. You were all brilliant, even as freshmen. Um, but there's going to be at any college short of Harvard, I'm sure, an awful lot of freshmen who uh, have never made a functioning to-do list before mm-hmm. or who have never bothered to use a calendar because some right. combination of parents, teachers, and what they could keep in their brain had up until that point kept them on track. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't set that aside as being like too obvious to be worth sharing from, from your side, mm-hmm. um, or, or worthless, you know, if they haven't actually thought through how they would use that or, you know, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm thinking of some of the people I've known in college as freshmen. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think that's <laughs> too basic for some of them, even mm-hmm. some who were good students before they got to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are not always completely obvious things. Uh, and, and 
more to the point, that still, even for somebody who, you know, by this point in their life, they will have already figured out whether or not and how a to-do list is helpful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it can still be useful advice to give them because I do think there is an instinct um, in in people who get too busy and too frazzled, um, like all of us do sometimes. Like, sometimes when, if the thing you most need to do is sit down and plan something out, it's going, you're going to feel the least like planning it because mm-hmm. it, it just, it, you know, the reason you need to plan it is it's too big to think about, but it being too big to think about will make you resist that exercise. If right. you're super disorganized and the only thing is that's going to help is making a list, but you're also really busy, you're going to feel like you're too busy to make the list. Right. Even though that is the thing you most need to do because you are so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, you know, even even for somebody that oh they should have already figured that out by now, maybe they did, but maybe they do need the reminder like, hey, no, really, <laughs> now is the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not too busy to make the list. You're too busy to not make the list. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Super ranty today. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 And I'm just thinking through it. That's why. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm being almost too thoughtful. I'm not verbalizing. Um. Well, you know, podcasting is is a uh, thinking medium, so that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And silence can be a channel of nonverbal communication. Mm. Calm studies, fools. Um, <laughs> yes, all the things. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm just sort of daydreaming about what would it look like if we, in the first year seminar, could teach all of the first years. David Allen's getting things done. Mm, well, David Allen would love that. Yes, he would. So, oh, my God, so many books. It would look like a cartoon David Allen with dollar signs for eyes. <laughs> Auga. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and there are there are certainly things you can teach people. Um, there's a, a, a perpetual podcast topic slash blog post slash mini ebook that I... <laughs> keep like every once a year I think of this and I'm like I should really write this that I would really like to do this like you know 10 ways to do GTD without doing GTD um Mm -hmm. you know because there are so Mm -hmm. many and he's he said this in so many places like it's the the idea of David Allen's getting things done is that it's a total whole system that all works together and if you do the whole thing you get a lot more out of it than if you you know tried to take it on piecemeal but he Mm -hmm. also often says there are tips and tricks in there that are valuable on their own there are yeah. principles in there that are valuable on their own. And there's things from that that I think you can teach people, you know, and probably yeah. the biggest one is your head is for having ideas, not for holding them. Yes. Um, that, sure, yeah. That, yeah, you should not be using your, your brain to remind you of when things are due mm-hmm. uh, and when you have to be where. You should put that outside. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> take it out with the dog <laughs> yeah there's a study i'll find this for um you know and this will this will be a planner tip that's kind of related to that i'll find it for show notes um there was a study about calendar use and memory um that i i don't remember all of the exact conclusions of the actual study part but the author had an aside about a conversation with a colleague um that, that made it into the published study um, where the colleague had, had protested because the author had gotten this, this other professor to start using a calendar. And, um, the, uh, this, this other colleague said that it had screwed him up because he had stopped thinking about when his appointments were and, mm. and he forgot to look at the calendar one day and missed an appointment. Um, Interesting. so there's, you know, whatever you're using, you need to be consistent about it. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you start writing things down, you'll start forgetting them because you're counting on the written record. And then if you mm-hmm. don't look at the written record, you're up a creek. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. And it, that's the sort of thing I was thinking about with, well, unless you are ready to walk someone through a good way to use a list it could just sit somewhere and get buried Mm -hmm. so you've gotten the you freed up the psychic space right okay i've captured it i don't have to worry now Mm -hmm. and then three days later you realize you've ignored it and you've missed half the things on the list yeah yeah there's an Um, element of all these systems where it feels good to get it off your mind and to have it on paper mm -hmm. objectified and clarified and see all of it in one place and that can almost free you up to ignore it you know, mm-hmm. you feel so good making the list. You're like, well, okay, I did something. Yeah. And you really <laughs> haven't yet, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, complete tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not complete, because, I mean, I thought of it, so it's linked. Um, <laughs> it came from my brain, damn it. My brain is here. Um, this summer, um, I'm working with uh, one of my peers in my program on um, – this project, um, part of it, we're presenting at a conference this fall, fortunately, um, but we're also drafting it as um, an article for publication, uh, but same topic, same project. Um, and she went, um, she's staying with some family right now, so she's not in the area, but we're still working on this together. So last week we had um, a super productive two-hour sort of writing date where we were both on our computers um, in our respective homes. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had the chat function open in Google Docs where we were working on this thing. Mm. Um, And we're, I mean, we're co-writing this thing. So we're both in the document and talking to each other and sort of divvying up sections and reading and rereading and commenting. Um, But it's just been such a productive process. And it was so good to be in the same space, even though mm-hmm. it was digital, not in person at right. the same time that like, while we were working, I kept thinking, you know, I've been, um, at the house packing and sorting and sort of recharging from the school year, most of the summer so far, but that time just on the computer was so much more productive than it would have been if I were trying to do it alone, mm-hmm. just sit down and work on my part of the draft. Um, that I told her, I said, like, do you want to do this again next week, but on different things that we're working on? <laughs> you know, just have, so next week we're having another writing date, but working on separate things, but we'll have a chat window open mm-hmm. and proceed that way. Sure. Yeah. There's, um, there's kind of a, almost a, mm-hmm. I don't know if accountability is the right word, but there is a phenomenon where, you know, if you are agreeing mm-hmm. with another, it's, it's like having a workout buddy. You know, yeah. you, you are mm-hmm. both agreeing to be in a certain place at a certain time doing a certain thing that's right. good for you. Yeah. So this has helped me feel better already about, um, I, there's a short story that I started sometime this spring and I got to a really hectic point in the semester and never came back to my draft mm-hmm. that already this summer I was like, Oh, I should really get back into that. I hope I still like it when I come back to it <laughs> Right. and I hope I keep, can keep working on it cause I'm so deep into it already. But then I found this sort of venue, this space, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to capitalize on mm-hmm. this. And Yeah. No, there's um, there's something there for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now this calendar item makes me feel better about a project because mm-hmm. I've, cr- I've carved out. Right some time to work on it yeah and it's not like um there's there's that that old thing that you know i I think everybody who's played around with calendars and who has creative work has done at some point where like 
you know, you say, okay, Saturday, and then you drag out mm-hmm. like a four, five, six, eight hour chunk of the day and say, okay, I'm going to write. Right. <laughs> you know, Ugh. and you never do. Um, or you start and you're not going to, you don't make it through eight hours of it because that's crazy. Because yeah, um, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's an, text. <laughs> yeah, with all these things. And this is one of the things that, that unfortunately, when I do sort of dick around with my system and try to go back to paper pliers and things, um, this is often what I'm chasing. There is a very sort of aspirational, inspirational uh, aspect to a lot of these tools where, mm-hmm. you know, we take them up because we think it's going to inspire us to do even better or more or whatever. Yeah. Um, instead of using them just as a practical, like, this is where I record the thing that I'm going to need to do so I don't have to remember them all the time and remind myself. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, but where what what you've done there, it, there you're getting that, you know, what you're experiencing right now is the kind of little psychological boost you get from the systems when they do work that makes people do that. Mm-hmm. But you are not doing it in the in the sort of inspirational way. What you are doing is very practical. You are saying... <laughs> You know, this is, this is, I am taking a relationship I have with a colleague and using that as a means to make sure I do this thing that is, that is good for me. This, and, Mm -hmm. and making it sort of, you know, again, accountability, which I doesn't feel like quite the right word, but it's Mm -hmm. as close as I can get. Um, there's a warmer word and it's escaping me. Yeah. Um, Not that, I mean... And I, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't, I mean, the first one obviously was collaborative, but like later when you're just getting, you know, this next one where you're getting together to work on separate things, mm-hmm. that's not really collaboration, although you might collaborate, but it's just um, the social mm-hmm. aspect of working together that's that's spurring you on in that case. Yeah. It's a little hokey, but I do like it. But the word I'm, I've landed on is fellowship. Hmm. I mean, it's... Yeah, um, that's super hokey. You're right. I like how you sort of considered it, and then we're like, eh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, uh, the well, fellowship anyway. of the paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now I'm picturing us wearing like long robes and walking mm-hmm. across a have, giant having little, field. Having little sh- little swords on your belts. Yes, I'm picturing us like in like as a silhouette mm-hmm. against the sunset. Or and something. The, the elf professor like walks on top of the snow without sinking in. I really in. like that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, the fellowship of the paper. As you know, I am a wizard. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just a I'm just a gray wizard though. I'm not a white wizard yet. I haven't fallen to the center of the earth fighting a Balrog. That's Me- good. I'd worry about you a little bit. Metaphorically, I mean. Oh, okay. Right. 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 Anyhow. Um, um. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it, I there's a version of of this I've thought about from time to time. And I've even, I even set up an account once and tried for like 15 minutes, but I never stuck with, but I always thought it would be kind of cool <laughs> to do a, um, to, to like have a Twitter account where I just tweet everything I'm working on as I'm doing it. So you have a Twitter account. Brum-bum. Well, I do have, I do have a Twitter account. <laughs> no, I'm saying how other people use it. Like, Hey, going to the bathroom. Now. Oh yeah. Hey, right, right, I'm right. going to the no, mall. Now. But not like, you know, not every detail of my life. Not I'm having a sandwich. Um, although I might say like, I'm going to lunch, but everything work related. Um, mm-hmm. and not at the level of like, you know, I'm, I'm working on, um, on the Jones account right now. Like not like client oh, God, details, yeah. but you know, <laughs> like I am, you know, Hey, I am doing account maintenance right now. You know, mm-hmm. I am processing email, yeah. you know? I am working mean? on the documentation project. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think about that sort of thing, too. And for me, it's because I would really like to see how I work, mm-hmm. you know. 
like if I could follow myself around for a day, mm, I think it'd sure. be interesting Get back to into see. that archival kind of kind of thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like for the purposes of reflection, like how do I work? What throws me off track? Mm-hmm. What takes way longer than I expect it to? The answer is right. everything. But like, what does that to me the worst? You know. Right. There's um the one other the one other thing with this as far as like using using productivity tools to um uh as sort of sort of archival like self-study kinds of things like that that occurs to mm-hmm. me just now there's a god what is that name of it there's a principle that observing people in their work changes their work um like if you if uh, an outside person does yeah I, i'm trying to think of the name of it. it's named for a person who did one of these studies or a manager of the company where it was done but like a hundred years ago there was a somebody was doing a study of like workers in factories Mm-hmm. Um, and found that a given factor increased productivity, but then observed that, in fact, um, somebody observed that it was the fact that someone was there observing productivity <laughs> that it actually raised it because people oh, realized they were being, I can't think of the name of it now. Yeah. No, I believe um, it, though. But, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try to find mm-hmm. it for show notes. If memory serves as well, somebody went back later and found that, like, whatever the, in, in that particular study, like, whatever the factor had been that was initially wrongly identified as the, the factor was, in fact, increasing productivity. Oh but gosh. the principle persisted. Um, How funny. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the, the Kitty Genovese murder that, you know, spurred the, the whole the, the um, bystander yeah. effect. Um, mm-hmm. As it turns out, several people did try to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, bystander effect wasn't actually in effect during her I never murder. Knew that. Uh yeah, it's in that that stupid like um the second Freakonomics <laughs> book. Um Freakonomics 2, too many Freakonomics. Of course you hate Freakonomics. Um, oh my god. I like the first one okay, but the second one was just silly. Mhm. That's funny. Oh my goodness. Um yeah, I I can't remember what Super Freakonomics maybe. Super Freakonomics Expialidocious. Super freak. Yeah, super, super freak. freakonomics. Um, yeah, they they talked about like they interviewed somebody who actually was a kid, and his dad did call the police. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but I the mean, bystander so. effect is that's what I'm saying. It's like that kind of thing. The bystander effect is a real effect. Like that does right. happen. The more people who are observing a a crisis, the fewer of them who will feel the responsibility to take action. True. Um, like the studies that were inspired by that that horrific news event actually, you know, were were did find an effect and that effect is real i'm mm-hmm. just saying that you know this is that kind of thing where i can't I, for the life of me i can't i'm googling mm-hmm. for it and i can't find it i'll find it for show notes though but this effect where observing people to study their productivity raises their productivity and will mm-hmm. will confound any any one factor you're looking for yeah you know that is a, I, I think the initial study of that was faulty turned out to be faulty but the effect is real and that's yeah. what I'm saying here is, like, if you were to do something like that, like, follow yourself around for a day to see how you work, I think it would change how you work. Yeah. Um, well, and I think about that with um, things like teaching observations. Um, there, I had a TA briefly for a class. Um, it, from the first day, it changed. I was feeling the difference of mm-hmm. what – so even though this person was – a student she was a in some ways a peer to the rest of the class but because her role was different it changed the dynamic very much so mm-hmm. um and same thing when colleagues come to right um, observe other colleagues teaching right like how could you possibly be the same person when your audience changes oh totally i um, i have that at yeah. work i um 
mm. about eight weeks ago, I got a private office. Um, mm. You know, I was I was out uh, sort of on the floor. Um, I had a nicer cube than most of my. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, subordinates, peasants, um, the people around me. <laughs> uh, I was you know right on a giant window, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I had a, I had a cube out sort of in, in your prairie dog territory with everybody else. Um, <laughs> and, uh, now I've got an office with a door and it's, <laughs> it is night and day different how I work. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, for one thing, I closed the door. <laughs> and when you did that before, everyone just looked at you funny cause you're doing an imaginary door. <laughs> um, I brought a literal door in and I just kind of leaned it against my file cabinet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just sits there. That's like, there's a thing I would do that I, I should bring back. But sometimes when people would annoy me, I would fake close the garage door between us. Mm-hmm. Which is really satisfying. I'll bet. Like I was holding a, a opener in my hand and hit the button and then move my hand <laughs> as if it's the door sliding down. Uh... Signal that that's over. I don't know why it would be inside a garage when they're talking to me. But did anybody ever try to like Han Solo under it as it's coming down? <laughs> Definitely. No. Usually, because most people couldn't figure out what I was doing until I explained it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a that super a effective gesture. gesture, is what you're telling me. <laughs> but it would derail the conversation I didn't want to have. So yeah, it worked. Um, oh my god. No. So one thing. Um, <laughs> I have my wife. <laughs> Jedi. Uh, um, yes. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, because I discovered this at the end of the school year, and I cannot tell enough people about it just because I think it's super interesting, mm-hmm. um, but sort of, sort of related to this. Um, there is a Google Chrome extension called DraftBack. Have you heard of this? I have not. I don't use very many extensions. Sure. No, and I never have in my life. Absolutely no interest whatsoever. Um, But this had been, and I'll find the article for notes. Um, I'm sure if I Google it. Uh, It was, oh, it was on 538. Um, What's his buckets? Blog. Nate Silver. There we go. Oh, Nate Silver. Okay. Man, that's driving me nuts. Um. Not written by him, but written on his site, 538. Um, So this Google extension um, will make a video, basically, of what happens in a Google Doc. Oh, nice. So it is, you can play back in in real time uh, every revision that was made in a document. After your paper is published, you should get that and speed it up and put it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited that we've been working in in docs. Um, and I think you can go back because I think it worked. Um, I don't think you have to have opened or started a draft after you install the extension because I think the one that I've been looking at the most, um, I had started it before I got the extension mm. and it still it still showed me the entire thing, I think. Oh. And it's something that, I haven't figured out how yet, but I really want to incorporate it into my teaching because I already have my students do a lot of meta stuff, a lot of reflective stuff about mm-hmm. how they're 
process works. Like how right. can they become better yeah. self revisers? Yeah, I um, do. I do wonder with that. I think that's that's a good thing to pay attention to. And like it's it's nice in many cases to have your drafts, especially when you're learning. Um, I wonder if some of these tools though are going to get to a point where you're going to have too much data available about what you've done and where your drafts were. <laughs> you know, like it, this is going to be beyond useful at some point. You know, you're not. It's it's kind of like um, having. You know, we talked about having stuff around forever, even mm-hmm. though at some point will it will be the last time you look at it. Like the more things you keep from every individual project, um, the less likely any one piece of that will ever help. <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to be too yeah, much to take in. Yeah, no, no, no. And I don't, like, I don't think you're yeah. there. It just, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. aloud, like, down the road, like, there will reach a point where <laughs> there's going to be mm-hmm. too much detail available about your work uh-huh. in these digital mm-hmm. tools. Yeah. Well, and that's, so, like, at the level of first-year writing, mm-hmm. what I am working on most with the students is just helping them become more aware. So mm-hmm. when they're right. looking back when they're looking back over their own writing, I'm just asking them to observe patterns and tell me about them. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So it's not even like what, what is the exact process step-by-step step you mm-hmm. seem to follow when you yeah, did yeah, this, no, whatever. No. I think that's, it's yeah. more so like, give me some broad strokes about right. what do you see and, and give me some examples of how you see it and mm-hmm. where you see it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's useful. And again, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you're quite at that point, even if you incorporate this. <laughs> I just think there will be a point mm-hmm. where if we're doing all of this digitally and all of it is tracked and we have access to every bit of, you know, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't all have meaning necessarily. <clears throat> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is super interesting even because I do want to go back and look at my own stuff, especially for this stuff that I actually did write most of it in a doc. Mm-hmm. Um it is interesting to see, for instance, how far I will get into a sentence before I stop and rewrite that first part five times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how long it actually takes me to draft a single sentence. Mm-hmm. Because even if I know what I want to say, I fidget with the first part of the sentence five sure. times. Sure. It's so interesting. Yeah. 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 Just to know that. I think I think where this becomes really interesting it will be when there's also some machine intelligence about it that can like highlight hot spots. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not and not just not just hot spots in that like this is a place that changed a lot, but like this is a place that changed a lot, you know. Here's here's the flow of your document, you know. Here's three paragraphs that appeared in the course of 5 minutes. Here is a sentence that took you a half hour. <laughs> Here's 10 more paragraphs that showed up the 10 minutes after that half hour. Yeah. You know, and what does that, that mean? Be, that yeah. would be interesting. So so here's an interesting possible bridge. I want a something that is smarter than me and more computery than me mm, to tell me. me Whoa, hey. <laughs> no, I'm jumping way ahead. I'm not giving you the if you want to do this for me, you're welcome to it. Uh, gonna, no, no, no. I am. I'm not going to pay you for this. In in all honesty, I'm actually probably if if we're if we're really truthful here, I'm probably stupider than you and more computery oh than God. you. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't even know what I was going to say. No, I had no idea. No. But <laughs> you brat! Oh my god! Yikes! <laughs> um. Uh. No, I want something to tell me. What does my task? Oh no! Wait, I can go back in time. So here's the other thing I want to do with draft back is go look at my task document. Mm, yeah, no, that would be that been, would be interesting. 
Because sort of in your sort of Zen area of thinking, I sometimes I will cross out before I delete, but most often in this doc, the way I'm operating now is I just delete items that are done. Mm -hmm. So they are gone. They have vanished. But with Google Drive, the way Google, um, this docs area works and with things like draft back, I can go back and look at which days were busiest if I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, when did I really get lots of items done? What was holding me up? What has been there the longest? How long has it been there? Um, yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say <laughs> was I I wish that there was a, a way that Google or an extension or an app or whatever would review my calendar and spit out some helpful observations mm-hmm. about, oh my God, this would be amazing. Like if a thing could look at my calendar and look at my task list and say, when these events happen, you never do this. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, Stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where, um, if you are somebody who's using something that hangs on to that data, um, mm-hmm. or you're using a paper planner, that can be one useful thing to do periodically is go back and see that you know Mm -hmm. uh, for yourself like you're it's not a computery thing like you're gonna have to really think about it and you will probably miss some things but Mm -hmm. you might be able to make some observations um and they may be like you know they might be super obvious observations like um on days when i have an eight hour work day and six and a half hours of it are blocked (laughs) out as meetings i don't get very many to-do items done (laughs) right which sounds super obvious but i'll bet there's a lot of people out there and i've certainly done this who have days like that that they start with a 10 item to-do list and they end Mm -hmm. with a 10 item to-do list and the reason is because their day was all filled up um and, and you know, the little bit that they weren't in meetings, they either needed to recover or to follow up on things from those meetings or were taken up with things that were coming up ad hoc. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's also useful. This is one that I have I have done myself, um, a, a pattern I have caught myself making. You know, what are the tasks that get, if you're doing something like a daily or a weekly to-do list, what are the tasks that get written down again and again and again yeah. without getting finished? You know, mm-hmm. that's one you can observe yourself. Um some tools, I think I can expose this field and outlook, but I haven't yet. And I keep meaning to look and see if I can or not. Some tools will tell you also when a task was created, if you have sort of an ongoing task list. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've done before elsewhere is sort of tasks by date created rather than due date or priority or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Because it's also useful to see sometimes what are the really old things that are hanging around yeah. and ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. No, to to jump back to, you're talking about when you know you have a full day, but you've still got a big list in front of you. That's something I've been falling sort of prey to um, now that school's been out. My schedule is much more wide open, but I still have, you know, I can still fill the day with activities that I need to get done, you mm-hmm. know, especially with the move coming up. There are a lot of nitty gritty things that I'm responsible for. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So... It's just that the schedule itself is freewheeling, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, there have been days where I have the giant list going, right? There's all these things that need to get done in the next couple weeks. But if I keep looking at it as a single list, I get to the end of the day and maybe it's taken me all day to do two of them. Right. And that really hurts my brain. I feel like I've had a, a, a crappy day, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but really, those things, I used the available time. It, it took that long. Yeah. Um, 
So what I've been doing is trying to nuance my task list. Um, <laughs> I think that's way way more obnoxious than the word fellowship. Just I'm just gonna say mm. um, I nuanced my task list. Um, the way I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're you're inventing I, like new business buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like combining your world with my academic y highfalutin English world and making them we need to have a conversation offline and drill down on the nuance of this task list Ah, oh my god that was so gross yes but only if we can nuance it um as we go yes what was i even uh task lists that you only get two items done on so you're making a more nuanced list so i've had to um sort of be better to myself in that tool so that I feel better about my work because I'm doing lots of good work. Um, you know, like I said the other day, my my friend, my peer, and I, we worked for two hours and got a crap ton of stuff done on this document. And that led me to a wonderfully productive day around the house, too. Mm. I was checking off things left and right. Right. Um, but then these other days where I'm working on fewer tasks, so it feels like the day is dragging more. Um I've had to be realistic and look at the thing in the morning and say, okay, realistically, I can do these five. Mm -hmm. So then at the end of the day, if I've done those five, I feel fabulous. Right. I feel like I've maximized (laughs) or (laughs) KDI'd my my day. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's something that um, in the old Franklin Covey seminar, um, Focus, the one that that the five choices kind of replaces – uh, they, they did encourage in that program people to make a daily to-do list. And, and I, the thing that I like about it still, um, I don't make a to-do list for the day most days, but, uh, they said make a realistic task list, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the specific parameters they put around it, um, which, which, uh, I, I don't know that these are the right or wrong numbers. These are just the ones they gave, but they said to, to fill no more than 60% of the available time. Mm-hmm. You know, with task lists, like your your best guess at what it's going to take to get a given task done. Make mm-hmm. sure it adds up to no more than sixty percent of what you've got, because um, they said because other things will come up, but really I think also because you're going to be wrong and some of them will take longer. <laughs> Uh, and they said mm-hmm. for people who are in like highly reactive jobs, you know, if you're a client service coordinator on in a phone mm-hmm. center or something, no more than thirty percent. Um, Mm. because you, again, you have even less time that's not reacting to other things. And, and like, you know, the idea that it's, it's not the same, you're just talking about, you know, setting out tasks for the day, not necessarily how you estimate them. But I think the same idea, it it comes into play. Like this is about making a list that at the end of the day, you will feel good about having gotten done Mm. rather than feeling demoralized because for the fifth day in a row, you're going to have to forward a task to the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. when realistically it couldn't have happened that day. Right, right. There was yeah. never, you know, you're using the planter in an aspirational way at that point. If you're mm-hmm. if you're making a task, you know, writing a task down that you want to get done that's never going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, then you're, you're not being healthy with it. Um, you should make a list. Yeah, make a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Checking it twice. That's right. Going to find out who's naughty and nice. <laughs> Who's productive and who's a first-year student. That's right. Uh, first-year students. <laughs> Get a clue, you guys. Make a list. Oh, my God. Um, Figure out life. Make a list. <laughs> one more. I didn't do very much prep for this one, but one more thing, um, if I can. 
mm-hmm. I want to slip in. Just uh, a couple of pieces of advice um, that will have some nuance to them because they kind of contradict each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we started briefly to talk about like how to know what tool is going to work well for you. Um, mm-hmm. And since we talked about planners, I figured this would be the time to to drop this one in because mm-hmm. um, we haven't really given advice about like what should people be doing? Should they sure. be using Outlook? Should they be using Google Calendar? Should they be using <laughs> a paper planner? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, David Allen has said a number of times, and, and I'll reference the main book, Getting Things Done, um, as, as a good source for this quote, but he's talked a number of times about it, how important it is to have gear that you like, um, that's fun to use. Because hmm. that will make you use it. Um, sure. And, and, you know, I mentioned earlier the idea of, like, having a nice leather-bound planner with pretty colorful pages and da-da-da, you know. Or having software you like. Having whatever you like. Having a really mm-hmm. nice pen if you're a paper person and you're into that. You know, whatever it is that's going to be fun enough to use that you'll actually use it long enough to make a habit is going to be yeah. good. So I would, I would say do look for things that you like. And just because someone else is using something and is really productive, don't automatically go for that unless you think that's fun. It's like, oh, I'm using the same notebook as my idol. Oh, you know, <laughs> if that's fun for you, great. But make sure you're, it's, it's fun enough you're actually using it. Right. On the flip side, though, Merlin Mann in the, <laughs> um, the Q&A after the Inbox Zero talk, um, it, when asked about, like, what to use for tracking to-dos, Mm-hmm. Um, said something that just really stuck with me that I like that, that kind of adds some nuance to the David Allen thing, which is he says, find something that's just short of being fun to use. Um, mm-hmm. Because if it's too fun to use, you're going to fiddle with it. And yeah. and going back to like the idea of the big list, I think that's where we get into trouble, is if the planner is really inspiring, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and there's probably people rolling their eyes at the idea that a day planner could be really inspiring. But trust mm-hmm. me, this is a trap a lot of people fall into. Um, and by a lot of people, I mean mostly me. Uh, if if what you're using is too fun to use, you will fiddle with it. And mm-hmm. you will spend too much time writing these beautiful, elegant, very long to-do lists that you're never going to do. Right. And you're going to fill them with dreams and schemes, none of which match reality. And you're going to be very sad because mm-hmm. you wrote 20 items to do on the day that you had seven hours of meetings. Right. Because it was fun to do. Right. So, um, yes. find gear that you like, but that stops short of being fun to use. And by gear, I mean, yeah. you know, planner, software, tool, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I dig it. I think it's a balance. Yeah. Very good. You have been listening to Priority. Once again, for complete show notes, or if you'd like to send us feedback via email or subscribe to the show, visit us on the web at priority.fm. If you enjoyed the program today, please go to iTunes and leave us a positive rating and review, as that will help new listeners find the show. Also, if you're interested in getting updates or communicating with us via tweets, follow us on Twitter, where we are at PriorityFM. That's at P-R-I-O-R-I. T-Y-F-M. Thanks again for listening. Mm, it didn't bring up Beth, though. I couldn't think of her when I was when I did the grace earlier. Well, it's funny to me that it didn't bring up Beth because Beth's origin was talking about to do lists. Is that right? Yeah, 
because it was about I referenced uh, the study who was it Bilotti et al, um, which is uh, the study what a to do um, that talks about to do lists and one of the example like tasks that they talk about in this study they didn't call them tasks of course it was it was an academic published paper but um, one of the tasks that they gave as an example of like something that people would forget what it means was Beth blah blah. <laughs> and like I said, Beth three sure. more times in the course of the podcast. And then I finally said, I don't even know why I'm saying Beth. I don't even know a Beth right now. <laughs> right. So, anyways. Nice. <laughs> Surprising nice. to me that Beth didn't come up this time. Mm-hmm. No, I thought of her. I just couldn't, couldn't get, I had the face and not the name. 